Welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. The season is three weeks old. Uh, for some teams, they've played more games than others. Uh, but at this point, there is no early favorite for the 2021 Rookie of the Year in the National American League. I, I think even if there was, nobody would really <laughs> take it seriously. Because it's like, we've seen guys have three-week stretches that make them look like superstars. Like, I could take a couple three-week splits from Lucas Duda that would convince you he was the greatest baseball player to ever touch the diamond. We all know that's not the truth. Like... Three weeks just isn't enough time. Like, pitchers have made maybe three starts. So, okay, right. a guy could have – and that's if they're a number one starter. If they're not in that, which a rookie probably isn't. So, they've probably – a rookie's probably made two, maybe three starts as a pitcher. And as a batter, you've got a hand – you just had a hot streak at best to start the season. That's what, that's all it really is. And, and the, you know, the rookie of the year has only been around since 1947. Jackie Robinson won the first, uh, and it was for both leagues uh, when it first started. Uh, he won the first one, and Alvin Dark the next year uh, won for the Indians for both leagues. And since then, uh, it's been one for each league. Um, and so it's interesting that for almost 50 years of the 20th century, there was no Rookie of the Year. People didn't you know, even vote on that. It wasn't an important thing. I'm not sure why they decided it started. Well, I could imagine early on, just purely early on, just due to the sheer number of different leagues that would go on. I feel like some players would almost be considered insulting to be considered a rookie because they're playing in major league baseball for the first time, especially if they've been a professional baseball player for years up until that point. You don't have one defined top league like you like you do now. So you bring up an interesting point because um, in recent years, um, guys like Sasaki, uh, and Hideo Nomo have won uh, Rookies of the Year, uh, Rookie of the Year awards, but they had pitched in It feels Japan a bit, it almost is a bit patronizing, both to that player and their competition, because it's just like, to the competition for the Rookie of the Year, hey, yeah, 21 kid, you're competing against this 30-year-old guy from Japan that's been a professional pitcher for the last nine years and knows how to get it done. He's got a completely different outlook on being a rookie in the major leagues compared to you. And also for that player, it's basically for the guy that's, you know, the 30 year old or whoever is from coming from another country or another league. It's like, oh, yeah, sorry, your your league doesn't really count. Right. And, and you know, we've got um, a, a definite Hall of Famer first ballot, you know, uh, Ichiro, who was a rookie of the year, but he had had, you know, a thousand, you know, right. like uh, you're really and, tell me that Ichiro was a rookie when he came over. He was a rookie yeah. by major league standards. Well, but let's, at the same time, I think that also contributes to people now looking at these international prospects differently. People like when Ichiro came over, there was kind of the question of was he going to be able to perform? Now people come over and expect them to perform. So, um, they have changed you know, over the years a little bit in terms of the criteria for rookies of the year, and, I, and I, I find it a little bit interesting. It was first defined as somebody that had 75 at-bats or 45 innings pitched in any previous major league season. I think the 45 at uh, innings is more significant to me than the 75 at bats. Well, the only difference is when this came around, 45 innings was pr- not actually that much because it wasn't like you had rookie relievers coming into the game that often. And then and then it was later amended to 90 at bats. They kept it at 45 innings pitched, pitch, so they kind of knew that, that that was a lot. Or 45 days on a major league roster before September 1st. I that doesn't make any uh, sense. I agree. That- the current standard, however, is up to 130 at bats. 
So that is if you don't have 130 at bats in the season before, you get to remain a, your rookie status for another year, 50 innings pitched or 45 days, uh, that kind of stuff on the active roster. This before is since 1971. Correct. So I, I guess that makes sense. Since 1971, for 50 right, years right. it's been and like this. And I think this. that makes sense because that allows teams to, you know, what you can do is you get a lot of those May call-ups with those super prospects. They like they bring them up in May and be like, okay, can he handle it right now? And if he can't, they send him back down until September. But you have those extra at-bats you can play around with early on because he's got 130. You can bring up those guys. You, you see it a lot now in May. And it makes sense because the the MLB right. wants to get their young stars into the game faster. And teams will do it because they still get the year of service time manipulation. Didn't work for Jared Kelenic this year. But, you know, it did work for Pete Alonso a couple of years ago. And, and I'm, I'm – pleased that it's happening a little less often than it used to and it should happen less often than it's used to because it's we want the best players to play right and it's in baseball is the what, only professional sport that has that kind of weird that's a great point i hadn't thought of it that way you're right right they, i don't they, i can't they, think of another sport that no does other sport way. has like this weird service time manipulation where they're like now granted baseball also probably has the longest shelf life of any pro athlete because your average mlb career is Actually, I don't know if the average MLB career is a lot longer than the other sports just because of the sheer number of people in the rock. I would imagine it still is, but just because of the number of people. You don't get injured. Right. But you're the same way you would in football. But you're going to still have a lot of roster turn because there's a lot of guys on each And they have big rosters too. Yeah. So So, And you have a lot of teams. So you you, that's going to drive down the average number of years played. But your top-level players play way more seasons. So I expected when doing some research for this episode that we would come up with a a lot of flame-outs, right? The the stories of a guy who had the great rookie year and and just never did. And there was a few of those. But I was surprised at how telling the rookie of the year is in terms of – Showing a good major league career. Well, one, you have to be the best rookie in your entire league. And I feel like that's not going to happen that often. And like where it's a complete flame out. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I am curious, like what the hit percentage is, like how often do rookie of the years turn into at the very of the least, you know, Hall of Very Good type players, let alone Hall of Fame players. Well, uh, it's it's funny you mentioned that because I took a look at either since 2015, um, only because since that time after that, you have a Seeger and Bellinger, and those guys are way too early in their careers to be considered any kind of a Hall of Fame track. Uh, but if you look at the guys that are on that list, um, and there's a pretty good list since 2001, the National League Pujols. Ryan Braun. Okay, maybe not a Hall of Famer, but you get to talk about it. Buster yeah. Posey, Kimbrell, Bryce Harper, Jacob DeGrom, um, and and Chris Bryant. Yeah, Bryant's definitely the in, weakest. In the, the weakest character yeah, in, in, that, in that Arguably, his best performance was, was that rookie. rookie season. And the American League has Ichiro, um, who, by the way, um, with Fred Lynn, is the only the only two players to win the MVP and Rookie of the Year in the same year. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. So uh, Verlander. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pedroia, and say what you want about Pedroia. I think he, he's he, a Hollywood he, player. He's, he's, a he's right there. Player, yeah. uh, Langoria, who you know, you might grit your teeth a little bit, but you got to look at the guy's career. He's got something you have to you have to look at in terms of career war. Uh, Mike Trout. Yep. Um, Abreu of the Cubs and Carlos Correa, a little too recent, right, for him, but has had as a shortstop and having this didn't start Wright to his career. Rookie of the year, David Wright? He or? did not. He did not. Who won that year? That's oh, interesting. I, well, that's... we'll go through that at some point. I'm it's, just, and that's another thing is that sometimes guys that you expect to win rookie of the year like, didn't. Well, didn't. Like, so Barry Bonds didn't win rookie of the year uh, in 1990, uh, 1986. So I didn't even realize that that was mm-hmm. his rookie year. Uh, closer Todd Worrell of the Cardinals. I don't even know if you've ever heard of this player. I had heard. Okay, that, that player. Well, was a was a good 
uh, closer. Bonds hit 233 in his rookie year with a 330 on base average, 16 homers, and 36 deals in 113 games. That does not portend a Hall of Fame career. No, and, and that, the other thing is, a lot of times people forget when you look at these rookie of the year statistics, they're not even that good a lot of the time. Like, like, it's, like just to compare it to like to basketball, people will be like, "Oh yeah, that guy run rookie of the year. What did he have? Like 12 points a game, right? Or something like there was the, nobody else. Yeah, there was nobody else. That <laughs> happens in baseball all the time too, where you get these guys. It was just like. Oh, what did he do? Like, uh, Rafael Farcal won it with a, a 295 batting average. I mean, he had a bunch of steals, but and he scored 87 runs. No, I, I'm going to outdo you. So, and one of my favorite players um, is uh, Al Oliver, and he played for the Pirates. And uh, he was rookie in the 1970, uh, 1969. He did not win the Rookie of the Year. His line was 285, 17 homers, 70 RBIs for a 85 win uh, or 84 win Pirate team. Um, no, the rookie of the year that year went because it seems to go all the time to Dodgers. They've won eighteen of them. Ted Sizemore, who hit two seventy one at second base with four homers and scored sixty nine runs, a blistering two seventy one. So this guy needed to be like the second coming of Brooks Robinson at second base in order for that to it all make sense. And, and Al Oliver is one of the more unappreciated players, uh, and, and I, I just have a real soft spot in my heart for a lot of these pirate players of that era because the Sanguians, the Olivers, the Dave Parkers, uh, these this, these were some really great players. Um, I. I don't know how Ted Sizemore won the rookie I'm, of the year. I'm not going to say, line. you left off some notable names from that NL from 20. Oh, I guess because they're not from 2015, but there's a bunch of guys in the recent years for the NL that have but won. I, that I'm, I'm, really but I'm good. putting yeah. these guys in like they're not, they're too early in their career. Yeah, but that's part of kind of the point we're making is that like, or at least you're making is that like, if you look back, it's usually a pretty good predictor. At least and even yeah. a lot of the guys we didn't you didn't mention are still good players. And then if you go through the history of the league, that's what kind of came up. I was like, I guess I'm wrong. I, I kept thinking of a guy I remember who came up when I was uh, younger, Joe Charbonneau for the Indians and had a 23 homer season in 1980 uh, when he was rookie of the year. He was out of baseball in three years. He had like he like he must have just you know totally showed nothing. I don't know how a guy could just and his life was affected obviously indelibly by by this failure after he had a great success. Um, but there's there's fewer of those guys than there are of guys who are like this guy was a really good baseball player and he's not a Hall of Famer. But the rookie of the year showed us that this was going to be a player for a long time and a good one. Yes, very. And then like, like then again, sometimes you look through it and you're like, I don't even remember this dude. How did he win the rookie right, of the year? Right. Even, even since you've been watching baseball, there are guys in there that like Ben Grieve won rookie of the year for the athletics in 98. Like, I don't think I could tell you another season that he played in. I mean, he did, but it wasn't good. Right, right. You know, you know, A-Rod, who, uh, you know, had a has a Hall of Fame career statistics, certainly. Um, he did not win in 96 because a guy named Derek G. Peter won in, in 96. Uh, A-Rod played enough games to qualify in 95, actually, I think. Uh, yeah, so, but he lost it to – can you name who he lost it to? Well, only because I looked it yeah. up. You know, so it was Marty Cordova of the Twins, you know, who had actually a decent enough season. It wasn't a Ted Sizemore season. No, but I don't I, – I have never heard of Marty Cordova. <laughs> right, right. And, and so Sizemore was – we've talked about this a number of times on this podcast, right? He was um, endemic of those middle infielders who he didn't hit so lousy that you had to give him credit for not being as bad as he could have been he hit 271 as a rookie at second base and scored 69 runs you know what you know he's not as lousy as he normally would be so let's give him the rookie of the year over al oliver yeah right like and then and then it's it's even worse when you see that there are guys earlier like like the night ron hansen for the orioles oh, right. yeah. yeah hit 250 yeah he had 22 home runs of the shortstop but he had 250 
Yeah. That there's, there was nobody else playing that year, apparently, who was a rookie. He was the only rookie yeah. you know, in, in, in Major League Baseball. Or, or, or Albie Pearson. In uh, 1958, hitting a blistering 275 with three home runs as an outfielder. You know, um, the the players that came in, like Jackie Robinson, who had played in Negro Leagues before, uh, there were quite a few of them that won Rookie rookie of the Year awards. Um, and Sam Jethro of the Boston Braves was the, is the still the oldest Rookie of the Year at age 33 or 32, depending on which account you read. Kind of that's what happens with some of these stats that come out of the, the Negro Leagues. He was nicknamed the Jet, and he won the Rookie of the Year in 1950, uh, I think. Um, anyway, a, a player I've never heard of, really. Yeah, he you won know. it in 50 for the Braves, right, the Boston right, Braves. Right, I, I never heard of this player, so it's it's hard to believe there are a few players that won Rookies of the Year that I've never heard of, and there's not that many years to remember. It's um, it's it's so it's at times it can be an obscure award or given to the guy who just outlasted the other guys and maybe was just not as bad as they were yeah jim lefebvre in in uh 65 for the dodgers hitting 250 with 12 home runs at least jim lefebvre had a had a, a and decent a, career so i what 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 kind of surprises me is a guy that comes in and 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 flames out and sometimes you have a guy named uh you know something it's an injury that could put you out of, out of your career a guy named ken hubs of the Cubs, that's mm-hmm. great, right? Played three seasons, um, and, and he um, the second was his Rookie of the Year in 1962. He was killed at age 22 when his private plane was pi- he was he was piloting crashed near Provo, Utah. So that's why he didn't go on to have a great you know career. Well, that, yeah, that's a bit different than a guy like obviously probably the most known flame out in a lot of ways was Mark F- Friedrich. Right, right. It, well, and he had, I think, four or five seasons. But, but yes, that one season was just like unbelievable. And then he never even remotely approached that. It ended up with a 29 and 19 career record. But it was the 1976 season that he is still remembered for, which is kind of cool that you had one season. That was so good. Remembers you. That you were so good that, you know, 50-ish years later, people still talk about that season. So the award has been shared twice. Um, by Butch Metzger and, and Pat Zachary, um, who was involved in the infamous Tom Seaver um, massacre trade with the Reds and the Mets in 1973, um, and once by John Castino and Alfredo Griffin. I remember Al- Alfredo Griffin being a good ball player for the Alfredo for the, Griffin for the sounds like like one of those made up names you'd find in a baseball no. video game. No, he was a good player. He was a good player, um, and and he Castino was the first rookie of the year to win a Gold Glove. I thought that was interesting. That is it. Yeah, you'd think because you'd think that would be an easy area for them to to be in maybe notice. except that you always have to unseat somebody as yeah, we talked and, about and it's been such a a career type award right. up right. until recently right. you if you own the rookie of the the uh, gold glove as we've said you know you have to be unseated somebody you're the incumbent you yeah have to, you have to lose it you're gonna have to lose it so, it's not easy for a rookie to be the person that unseats you castino uh, ended up having a, a five season career and retired due to back surgery mm. and it made me think well maybe do an uh, uh an episode on players whose career were uh, a Hall of Fame potential was indelibly uh, affected because of injury. Mm-hmm. You or know, I think of Don Mattingly yeah. being one of those kinds of players that, you know, had he played his whole his career at that level, he would have been uh, a Hall of Famer. Um, the uh, all time totals, right? So the team that has the most rookie of the year, and it's two to one over the second place finisher. 
Yeah, I already know the answer to this one because that's you. You actually you did hint at it this episode with the Dodgers at eighteen, eighteen rookies of the year, and they like won a bunch in a row. And and so in, in other sports to to have that opportunity, you have to be really bad to get a top pick all the time. That's not really the case in, in baseball as much, and certainly with the Dodgers in, in in particular, it wasn't because they got the number one pick because they were last place team for a bunch of years. No, they just they get that a had lot. A good system. They had good players. And, and they, they still lo- do. And, and sometimes it just works out. Nobody thought Mike Piazza was going to be rookie of the year like, for them. He was, he was like a seventh a favor. Round. Yeah. He was like a favor pick. To Tommy Lasorda. Yeah. Because he, he knew his dad who was a car dealer in Philadelphia. And they drafted Piazza. And he goes on to a Hall of Fame career. So uh, the Yankees have nine. Uh, the A's, and remember, they started in Philadelphia, uh, as well as Kansas City, where there were no uh, rookies of the year when they were in Kansas City for those few years. And Oakland. Uh, they have eight. And the Mets, Cubs, Cards, and Braves each have six. It's interesting that a bunch of the teams, a bunch of teams have a lot of them. And some of them don't have like hardly any. Like the Mets, between the Mets, actually, if you think about it, between the Mets, the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Braves, and the Dodgers, that's literally like all of them. (laughs) Well, no, because you've got, you get a, I think there's a San Diego here. That's 24 and 18. So that's 42. 42 There's two leagues. So, but, but those are only national National league league, teams. So So 42 of the 50 ish, or yeah, the, the, or, or, well, it's more the than forty-seven. Yeah, yeah, seventy. Yeah, the forty-two. That's a high. That's oh, more than half. Fifty percent of yeah. them are owned by like four teams. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, and uh, a Rod, you know, we talked about. You know, he didn't win one. Um, and uh, the the positions. You know, a Rod came up as a shortstop. Um, and you would have thought with that kind of production, you know, yeah, he, he just happened to play the same rookie the, the, the year, wrong, the wrong time he came up. It's interesting to look at all time by positions by a league. So the National League has three shortstops, um, 23 pitchers, not surprising, um, and uh, 20 outfielders. OK, the American League has 15 shortstops. Right. Uh, 16 pitchers and 22 outfielders. So there's always going to be a bunch of outfielders because there's three outfield positions. Right, it's just weird that they have so many shortstops. Correct. Correct. I thought that was really odd that there, that there was such a difference there. And there obviously are other positions that that chart there, but those are the numbers that stuck out to me, you know, of these places. Like, like why why so many shortstops and why aren't there many shortstops in the National League? Did they just draft bad shortstops or something? Or were there just lots of entrenched shortstops that made it difficult for a rookie to stand out in comparison? I don't know. So um, I, I don't know if if, uh, if you know that the amount of Hall of Famers uh, that are rookies of the year, um, the names you will you will know like Luis Aparicio, who's a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. Carlton Fisk, mm-hmm. uh, you know another guy, uh, Cal Ripken Jr. Yep, you know was 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 one of them, um, and a lot of would be guys. Derek Jeter, we're f- certainly familiar with him. Um, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, a guy who's not, and I thought had one of the weirdest stat lines, is Bobby Crosby of the 2004 Oakland Athletics. You you remember Bobby Crosby, right? No. No, you don't? Well, you, come on, you were around. You were a baseball fan there. How about he hit he hit a snappy 239? 239, he won the, the rookie of the year. Um, he's a shortstop. Okay, so there, there, that's a little harkening back to the – he did hit 22 home runs. And now we've got a middle infielder who hit home runs at a time that – they were hit by shortstops in mode four. It, it, yes, but that's when it was expected. So if he was the only rookie middle infielder that was hitting with any power, especially people would overlook the average thing because it was interesting. Right. Uh, I'm trying to come up with the, the 2000 – AL Rookie of the Year awards just to see who who did he compete with that season? Uh, Angel Baroa, Eric Hinsky. Yeah, these these are not. No, Hinsky won it two years earlier. Oh, 
You're looking at the list of winners. Oh, okay, there. right, 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 right. Um, so who who was in the uh, the running that particular year? Uh, I, actually, I, I just don't remember. Um, and and Crosby played, you know, 750 games in the major league. So it wasn't like he was a bad player. But that stat line at 239 now is just kind of caught my eye. Well, yeah, I think it's just the, the the idea that also sometimes who wins is just as much as a function of what rookies play that year. So sometimes you're going to have a guy with a weak stat line win just because he had the best of the weak stat lines right. of the rookies that played. Right, right, and and. Uh, you know, there are more recently guys uh, that have won Rookie of the Year, like Neftali Feliz, certainly not going to have an all-time great. And on the other side, you've got Aaron Judge. And yeah. you've got, you know, Pete Alonso And, and you've got Mike Shohei Trout. Otani. And right. Um, you know, so uh, does, does it mean you're going to have a Hall of Fame career? What it means, likely, I think, is you're going to have a good Major League career. They don't miss they don't whiff on rookie of the year to the point where the guy is it ends flames up being out. No, no, it you're, really you, you, very much. no. Usually, the only way that it's a miss is because the guy has enough injury problems that it just prevents him from being able to compete. It's not a miss because the guy lacks talent. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you, you, he may not have the career that you you know you expected that he might given his rookie year, but the chances of him becoming a you know a two twenty hitter and and being out yeah, of baseball like if you look is at less the, than ever been before. Just looking at you know going back to twenty sixteen, the winners for the AL were Fulmer, Judge, Otani, Alvarez, and Kyle Lewis. Of those of that group, only two of them off the top of my head are guys that I just don't know about, and that's Fulmer and Lewis. And that's only because particularly because Lewis is last year. So Lewis you know, is last year, so and it's like he did it in the COVID season, so it's tough to give him a ton of like we just don't know. And Fulmer, Fulmer was disappointing. I'd have to imagine for the Tigers. Yes, yeah, I, I would especially say. after what they gave up to get him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. <laughs> so, um, but. It's it's just interesting to me that you know it's a very few misses. That's that's the point. Is that you know rookie of the year means you're going to be a good major league ball player, maybe even a hall of famer. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, and you can follow us on Twitter at Almost Hoops.